0: If you got the Bible, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. You know there's a whole lot of things in life that if you make it by, is youth. So I think about I'd start off with that. I'll start off with that, and I'm gonna carry us all the way to the end. I mean, I I just can't imagine all the things that they're faced with today. I can't imagine. Seem like when I was 14, 15, about the biggest thing I had to deal with was that old diving board that we done made out there in a pond somewhere. That's right. Whether or not it was going to hold us up when we eased out on it to dive. <laughs> Ain't got no spring to it. And we say, well, maybe we need to move the scotch back a little bit, Charlie, and, you know, where it'll bounce a little bit more. Whether the rope was going to hang, whether it was going to hold when we swung out over what I thought was a Lord, as a little boy, I thought it was a Grand Canyon. I go back and look at it, and it ain't no deeper than that. I said, Lord, I, I thought it was a Grand Canyon. It's whether we're going to get that rope tied in that tree or whether or not we're going to find us a good tire we can put up to swing in or the huck pile down there at Danceville, where the gin, the cotton, and they made the huck pile. Whether or not I was going to get a whooping when I got home because I done messed my britches up with all them old black hucks as we played king of the Mountains. Biggest thing that to deal with, getting a whooping because we swam in that little bat, they called it, Brother Harris. It was a concrete thing in front of the gin. What they did, they put, put water in it, you know, and if they had a fire, that's what they would get the water out to put the gin out. Of course, everybody throwed bottles in it. And Zach, if you, you can't touch the bottom, so all the guys that would come from town out there, I said, man, we're going to go swimming. I thought it was a great big thing, but it ain't. But probably twelve. But twelve, just but there we was swimming. But don't touch the bottom. <laughs> biggest thing got a whoop, whooping for us. Mama said, "Don't go swimming." She find us. I remember she finding me and my cousin, and we was swimming in this pond. All right. It was so muddy. All right. You'd reach there and get some mud. You'd have mud fights. About the biggest thing we had. Biggest problem I had when I was small in wintertime. Propane tank was out there and I I was going to lick the snow off of it and I got my tongue stuck to the tank. You just can't pick up a propane tank and walk around and go where you want to go. We're faced with a whole lot of things in life now that we used to not be faced with. You know, trying to get your bicycle to sound right. I mean, this is on when I was 14, 15. I used to put them little clips uh, you hang clothes with, Chris. I mean, did you, did you come up here and explain it? You'd put your little cardboard on it where the spokes didn't make a sound going down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get to think about all we're faced with today. I get to think about all that youth and children are faced with today. Back in a time that, I don't know, whatever church you found the church having church, they was really having church. I mean, walls would be rumbling before because of prayer. Whole lot of things that we got to escape in chapter 2 we're going to be reading, but, but I want you to know that this message is not just for youth today. This message is going to carry all the way out to the end how there's grown-ups that's getting up in the morning they're just trying to escape. They can't sleep at night without a pill. I know that our youth are on drugs, but hello. They got to have a pill to go to bed. They got to have a pill to get up. They got to have a pill to function. And what happened in life was when there is no peace, when, when God is not the one that's going to supply your every need according to his riches and glory, when you can't get peace with God, you can't get peace with yourself. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. yeah. How are you going to escape all these things? And even as a, if you're here and you're 35 or 40, you don't ever think you'll ever be a drug addict. You don't ever think that you'll ever be dependent. I'm going to tell you something. Scripture tells us in Philippians says, the God that we serve, it says we. That means you can poke yourself in the chest this morning. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Presley, I was just thinking about you yesterday. How you had to escape some things. Just a home plate. Grown-ups Sue don't have a home plate. They don't know where a home plate is. What do we do first? We, we try to maybe think another house is going to fix it. Another car is going to fix it. All the things that we're trying to fix it. When inside of us, Sister Presley, there's a place that only Christ can fit in there and you'll drive yourself crazy Amen. trying to fill it with anything else. One of the other things we had to worry about is is kids, not what they have to worry about today. I can't imagine. I told them the other day, in a Bible study, I said, if you would have gave me an iPhone, boy, I ain't going to be popular. (laughs) When I was 14 years old, 13 years old, I too would have looked at everything it has got on it. You ain't never been 14 in 2018. You ain't, a lot of us ain't never been 18 in 2018. I like what a preacher told a good friend of mine. He was trying to straighten out his boy and he was was telling him, son, when I was a boy, this is what I did when I was young. This is what I did. And a good friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine looked him in the eye and said, you know what your problem is? He said, you want your child to get in your world rather than you getting in his world. See the way it looks out of your eyes. You want to see how it looks out of your eyes. All you remember is what you dealt with. It ain't the same today. The devil's come up with new tactics. He's got a new plan. And you can think about all the things that you've done wrong. Man, you need to be weeping. As the Bible says, we need to be weeping for our family. We need to be weeping for our children. When was the last time that you cared enough that you weep for your children? One of the other things I had to worry about as a child, it was a real worry. Somebody closes their eyes and they, Chris, they hang to a tree. You take out running. They say one, Mississippi. Yeah. Two, Mississippi. Right, you running. Carl, do you remember? it? Sherry, do you remember? it? You'll get on a minute. Three, Mississippi. Four, Mississippi. You're running. You're running to a place to hide. Yeah. And when they get to 10, Mississippi, they say, ready not, here I come. Right. The name of the game is hide and seek. The whole world is running and hiding in something. They don't know where a home plate is. And you're up under that house with no underpinning. Chickens can go up under there. Leon, you'll love it. All the them snakes will just run up under there. You up under the house, you see them feet coming by, and out behind the house you come and you're running just as hard as you can. They see you, they're coming away. But if you can get to that place that they left with, whether it be a tree or whatever, you could grab it, you could hang on to it, you can say I'm home free. Woo! Oh. I'm telling you, I seen coal with them eyes shut. He don't know all them people are standing around him. He don't know what's going on. He don't know all them people got his hand. I'm looking straight at him as a pastor. I've seen eight more maybe of our folks already done raised his hand. And I'm telling you what, something just went to happen. I could tell just looking at him and it wasn't long. Look here, Cole, put them hands up, said, look here. I'm looking for something that I can grab a hold of and I can be home free. Ready or not? Here I come. You're here today. I'm going tell you, ready or not? The devil's coming. Oh, you think you've grown? He ain't done with you. I'm 59 years old. He ain't done with me. I preach Wednesday night. That devil wants somebody to work through. He wants me to go somewhere tomorrow and mess up somebody's day. He needs somebody to ride in. That song we used to sing, Jim, you like it? It says, Don't let the devil ride. It said, don't let the devil ride. Well, if you let him ride, he's going to want to drive. Don't you let him ride. (laughs) A real devil. I preached about an adversary. Amen. Don't let them get too cold, Johnny. We try to keep y'all as comfortable we can around here. I don't care what you do with it. Look at at Hebrews. How are you going to escape? In verse three, it says, how shall we escape? How can, how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How, how are you when you think you done got it done? You done made it through your early years. If I started with the youth and then lo and behold, you done made it through high school. Drugs was all around. You done made it through high school and you get in college just one night. Wrong company. May have been your idea. They might have been wrong being in your company. There you done found something in college. Maybe you made it through college. Maybe now you done went and got married. Maybe now you got children and here comes something. It's it's in your life. There's a tragedy comes in your life. Maybe your mother and daddy died. I I don't know. Somebody close to you. There's a tragedy and you ain't got no home plate. Don't you understand that in Christ Jesus the Bible says we can make it. We can hold out. Look at we can sustain. Anything comes in life if we got Jesus. I don't understand. I don't understand somebody that's got all the hope and all my hope is in Jesus. I don't understand. If I was down and I was in trouble, I want to come to church. I don't want to lay in the bed. I don't want to cover myself up because I know through the Holy Ghost, the sooner I can get around people that can agree in Jesus' name that I can come out from under the thing if you just give me the home plate. How shall we escape? If we neglect so great of salvation, you look up at that first verse. This first verse has got something to say. It says, therefore, we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we've heard. Hmm. How many times that you done done something wrong and you knew just as well you was doing it wrong when you did it? You knew just as well it probably wasn't going to hold. You, you knew just as well you need to hook it up a different way. You knew just as well you really didn't have it bolted down tight enough. You knew just as well when you left the house, you probably ought to throw the strap around that refrigerator before you ever left. Now it's done blowed out of truck. Well, in life, that's the way it is. Things got to be strapped down. Things got to be anchored in. And the only thing in life, you can't anchor it in the preacher. You can't anchor it in Elvis Presley. You can't anchor it in the music that you're looking to. There's one rock that you're going to find that you can anchor in. And his name is Jesus. I'm preaching hard for you. I ain't got to preach as hard. Therefore, we ought to give more and heed to the things that we have heard. At least at any time we should let them slip. You've heard me tell the story of carrying you to the beach. You get them out in the water and the waves are going. It's kind of like life. They ain't never been in the water, nothing but I've been in. They've been in the city pool. They've been in the swimming pool. They, they've never been in a, in a beach. They, they don't know about no carrying them out, Chris. They just don't know about things. They just having a good time. And I would always tell the folks that's helping me, mean, we got to go out there where it's just about this tall. And you'll have to holler to the top of your, uh, to your lungs, to tell them the whole time to get back. I ain't never been when a grown-up didn't look at me, no, let's just have a talk with them now. Let me tell you something. You got to do more than talk with youth. You got to walk with them. Yes. You got to do more than talk to your children. You got to walk with your children. You got to get in right where they are. You got to spend your time finding out what's going on in their life. Lord, they sign up for ball playing. We go buy them the best bet. We get them videos, tell them how to do it. We carry them to practice like we're supposed to. And the greatest thing in life, we neglect it. Boy, hiding that word in their heart as I looked at our youth before the preaching ever started, I said, I just want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you about three things. It ain't about what you're doing wrong. I just want to find out if you love Jesus. Now, that's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Do you talk to him every day? Do you even talk to him? Do you, I could say, it, do, you, do you even thank him for the food that you're about to eat? You ought to see him look at me and say, no. So you don't have a daily prayer life at all you, that you don't talk to him. You don't even thank him, much less ask him for something. Oh, I know that they all got stories about when they was in the hospital. thought grandma was gonna die, grandpa was gonna die, something's tragic. Oh, my word. When it comes time like this, we can all gather around and pray and look spiritual but you can go all day and you're not even talking to him. I said, don't worry about it. I can find you adults after adults. So don't never talk to him. They just come to church every Sunday, like plug me up like I'm some kind of electric car. You charge me, Brother Ed, and I'm going to be just fine. All right. What about that love letter? What about that Bible? That you get? Do, you ever, uh, do you ever open that thing? Do you ever read it? Uh, I mean, do you have a hunger? It said, bless are they that hunger and thirst after God's righteousness. No, nah. they was honest. Yes. They didn't do like grown-ups, just lie. I said, just be honest. Just be honest. It ain't but one more question. What about when you go to church and you got your attention on your phone rather than worship? Uh-huh. When you're going home, does it hurt you? Uh-huh. Do you ever think about it? No. I said, Ben, are you going to tell me that you love Jesus? Wow, right. I said, let me, here's what I'm going to tell you. I done been to all these things where it's 8,000 kids at. I said, there's a whole lot of emotions finna happen in here. We need to make up our minds sitting right here together whether or not we love Jesus or not. We need to have a mind made up. If you know you belong to him, I don't want, I don't want you going down there. I don't want you confused. I don't want you to say, I've done it again. Look here, if you have saved and you know you're saved and you answer these questions, I love Jesus. I love spending time with Jesus. I love his word. I love to worship him because the Bible says once you get saved, you don't have no choice in the matter. Amen. Acts one eight says after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you'll be a witness to me. Now, huh. <laughs> I told you about going up at Western State, Bobby. We used to go up there and play, play ball. And I told you about the guy. He come out of the hospital. He's probably smarter than all of us. But most times if you're in the Western State, you're supposed to be crazy. <laughs> Read every year. This guy would come down there. He'd say, hey, what bye? Because, you know, there you are. You got your little tight things on with you. shouldn't have. I, I realize now playing ball, I should have some overalls on. You're gonna slide in home and ball up on that red sand, man, it'll get you all skinned up. But no, we had to look apart. You know what? He didn't look apart. He'd come there and say, What about? It? What he said is, what about it? I, I'm gonna play ball? I said, Well, I know we'll see. He said, I play. Had a little twist to his tongue. He said, I, I play anywhere. You put me on, on my, I strike them out. Put me on fur, I tag him out. Put me in an I kept ball, I throw it in. He said, "I know about it. I often wonder. We probably wouldn't have lost in that bracket if we'd have put him on the team." <laughs> <laughs> Look at at least that man saying, "I know about the game you're playing." Look at me. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many stars that showed up and around something, Brother Harris, and they hear somebody popping off and. I tell you what I would do if I was a farmer. I I do this and I do that, and they ain't even never done no farming whatsoever, but they know everything about it. Can't you imagine how it is to have somebody sitting around and you popping off your mouth, you wake up the next day and say, Yes, I, I I heard this man was there. Do you know that this man knows more about that stuff you're talking about than would you you could possibly know? Oh no. You'll get to thinking. you get to thinking, David, what, what did I say? <laughs> I mean, what did I say? I ain't never owned no Harley Davidson. I, I was talking about a Harley Davidson. I was just making conversation. Everybody got to lie. And I, I won't lie bigger than they lie. I just want to lie. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. If you've ever been born again. Let me tell you something. You've got you've to help. The Bible says my help cometh from the Lord. Amen. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. The Bible says now, that's why you got to hide that word in your heart that you won't sin against God so you won't be like that Goldie Hong or whatever her name was on overboard. You won't be sitting around going, buh, 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 bu, bu, And they're throwing peanuts at your mouth. I mean, it's all kind of stuff out here to get you to try something else. This right here is just going to make me feel better. I I had a good friend. I went down to Arkansas. I ain't going to keep long? I'm almost done. (laughs) (laughs) Read, I wound up down there. Some cowboys, cowgirls, the mother passed away. She's sweet she can be. Bobby, you know her. We eat right there at her table. She's just a precious thing. I couldn't believe she'd done me like this. She's going to get this video and whoop me probably. (laughs) I'm in there. We're getting ready to go down to the church to have this funeral service for our sweet mama. And, and our mama's been sick a long time and she was okay with it all. And she said, Eddie, I got something you may like. I said, okay. I mean, Ben, I'm eating them sweet potatoes and green beans and country ham, whatever she had there. I, at least I do listen to her. She's precious. This woman's precious. She's a beautician. She said, I got something gonna help you. I said, okay. She said, uh, I found something to help you make your hair grow. <laughs> like, I thought I was doing okay with my hair, man. <laughs> Why you want to sell this to me with this full set of hair I got? She wouldn't tell me all about it. I mean, she put that... I didn't, I, Sister Linda, I couldn't believe... I mean, Barbara, she's a good friend of mine. For I knew it, she had my credit card. For I knew it, she done signed me up with some stuff. Mackenzie's going to make my hair grow. She said, some people... It might not help the best to share, but at least it'll help you keep what you got. Okay. She doesn't sign that thing up. It's, it's going to be coming in the mail. Stevie. Michael, you would have been there interested, you and your daddy both. Ain't no need y'all looking at me. I believe some of y'all already using it. Y'all just ain't told nobody. I got to coming home. I got to thinking about that, John. She said, now, first thing you're going to do when you get a shower, you're going to put it on your head, and it ain't going to do nothing. And you're going to rinse it out. Then you put it on her again, and then it's going to soap all up and lather up real big. And then when you get through, you take this other bottle over here, and you just kind of work it in. <laughs> I was thinking about going home, that information I got. I didn't know it already and it done cost me $300 hundred dollar bill, three hundred dollar bills just get in this thing. Well I brought it home. I set it against the wall. I said I ain't studied it because let me tell you something. I done heard about that that cow you can pour some stuff down its back and he'll get back it'll go in the skin. I done vaccinated or done things with horses that old stuff we used to use, Vicky, you know, you put it on your fingers, rub them horses when the muscle back. You could taste it on your tongue. Look at it from just touching it where you ain't. I said, there's a few things I still got going on in my life. I said, that chemical get in my bloodstream, it's going to be done mess me up all together. I ain't studying stuff. I'm going to set up, you know what, next month here come another bottle. <laughs> I called, I said, look here, this stuff's still coming and the bill doesn't come with it. She said, yeah, I told you. I said, well, I didn't get all that part. I I just gave you the credit card. She said, well, you're going to have to pay one more time. Wait till the next one comes in. Then you can cancel it. How are you going to escape all these things in life? Look here. Going to make your hair grow. Going to make you lose weight. They got pills. You just take a night and go to sleep. Don't worry about it. You wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and you're going to be Mr. America. It ain't going to happen. You're going to get some muscles on you. You're going to have to lift some weights and you're going to have to back off a of rag baloney and pork and beans and crackers. That's all you're going to have to yeah. This same woman, how you going to escape? I got to get on to the meat of the message. I know I have, brother. But I, this same woman, me and you left, me and you left up there in the Bowling Green one time and <laughs> they had some diet pills. And I'm on them things. Now, I know y'all ain't never done none of that stuff. That thing had me so wired up. It had brown pills and white pills. You take a brown and white one in the morning, but you don't take a white one in the afternoon. But I missed that part. Read, I was riding horses all night long. That thing had more caffeine in it. Died, come out there, said, you gonna come to bed? I said, I don't think I'm coming tonight. I'm good. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, brother, I'm out of the white pill. I said, look here, these stupid factors don't know what's going on. They ain't packed this thing right. I told Don, I said, look here, they done shorted me my white pills. She said, I can't imagine. I said, well, that's what happened. I said, I got plenty of the brown ones. I just ain't got no white ones. She said, well, wait a minute. How are you taking them? I said, well, I take a brown one and a white one. It's easy to understand. I take a brown one and a white one in the morning and I take a brown one and a white one. She said, oh, no, you taking double. You can't take in the afternoon. That's why you can't never sleep. See, we just trying to escape. That narrow gate. That's the way we are with Jesus. Just anything, it's the biggest lie as that hair stuff is. It's the biggest lie with all them diet things it is. But I do appreciate my friend, that same friend you and I know. I do appreciate her. Finally, I called her one day. I said, I'm going tell you something, sister. These pills you've got me, I ain't losing no weight. She said, Eddie Martin, I believe the only thing going to help you, help you lose weight is some needle and thread. You're going to sew your mouth up. I said, that's right. <laughs> you know why I can't lose no weight? Because I got too big an appetite. You know what that Holy Ghost does to you? You know what that Holy Ghost does to somebody like Cole? When Cole's sitting there saying, man, I'm just religious. Y'all don't know what I'm fa- facing. Mom and daddy really don't know. They think what I know, but they ain't never been 14, 15, 16 in 2018. No, they don't really know. They know where it was when they was that age, but they don't know what it does when I was that age. He said, how in the world am I going to escape? All oh, this is coming my way. You got a child sitting with you today and they ain't on drugs But now. They 16 years old, they 18 years old, and they 20 years old. They ain't down there in Memphis somewhere, sitting up under a bridge, giving their body away. And you ain't running up down the road trying to find your baby somewhere. I'm telling you, you ought to come in here this morning with your hands so high. Here's what I want to say in closing. I don't know what you done got. I don't know what you got. I don't know what you got going on in life that you're trying to do make it happen. Other than that thing that God's got that he can lock into your heart. Come on. You can trust it. You can trust it. Last night as I was leaving over in Illinois, I went the way of Dyesburg, Carruthersville, 57 towards Chicago. When I come out, I come a different way. It routed me another way. Brother Harris, that thing carried me so many roads. I even not only had that, Brother David, I even got my phone, carry me home. (laughs) I thought I heard somebody say that, but you know, you gotta have it in there. (laughs) That woman on there, I don't know what she's doing on my phone. She said, I don't know where a home is. (laughs) You can ask them phones are so smart. So much technology. Man, I'm just going to Google everything in life. I'm going to tell you something. There's one thing you ain't going to Google on your phone. You ain't going to Google how Jesus done died on the cross for your sins. How He done shed that blood. How he's going to set you free. Boy, I'm working hard on this thing. The whole time with them youth. Somebody smarter than I was said, no, nah, we're going to have a talk with them. We're going to tell them this way it is. I said, okay. I'm going to go and wait out in that water. Sure enough, here they are. I said, you going to come help me or you going to go by that fancy book you got? You going to see how far they ain't got? He's hollering from the bank. I said, keep on hollering from the bank. These youth will be drowned in the morning. You know why? Because they ain't never faced it before. Let me tell you something. Our, our, our whole culture, Brother Larry, Is getting faced with things that we never got faced before. Son, we messed up. We flubbed it up. We done wrong. It's a wonder that we live in a day just for what we had. Donna, right before you called me yesterday, I just turned on 57. I typed you back what happened. I got to think about Friday night. I got to think about all them, all them youth going down. Only Lord knows whether they were serious. I treat every one of them just like they just serious they can be. That's right. You know what I got to thinking about? I got to think about all them youth going home. I got to think about them riding the van. They ought to be able to go home. They ought to be able to, They ought to done been, Sister Judy, like Cole called you, and you were so excited. And if he had to come up on your door and he'd have said, "Grandma, I'm gonna be at your house at three o'clock in the morning. I've got saved. I've got to see you, Grandma." You would got up out of your bed. You'd have been there. You would embrace him. Come on, son. Come on. I done fixed your breakfast like you wanted. Come on in the house. My word, I'm excited. When I turned on 57 tears running down my face of all the children that were sitting on the van said how am I gonna tell daddy and mama cause when I walk in the house a lot of them ain't even gotta save daddy and mama to start with and they gonna tell daddy and mama brother Mark daddy I got saved I don't talk that same mess me how in the world they didn't have no daddy Amen. they didn't have no mama True. 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 they was gonna embrace them at the door Said, so I've been praying for you. Oh, they got a daddy and mama done cussed them out. They got a daddy and mama told them how bad they done messed up their life. They ain't gonna never amount to nothing than the one time that they do the right thing. Look here, they they trust Jesus. Look here, they give the life to Jesus. The one time they done hit the they didn't hit the ball further than they ever had in their life. They done scored more than they ever done scored in their life. They ought to have a mom and daddy that's gonna meet them at the door. Yeah. Now I'm closing right here. Here's the last thing I'm going to tell you. And I got to think about them nine. Come on. At one time it was 11. I didn't care for 12. Yeah. Thank you, Sister Trudy. Sandy and Houston. Yeah. Y'all loved on them. Yeah. One backed out. I wonder when he backed out. You will be honest? I backed out because when he got home his daddy was going to laugh at him again. My goodness. Yeah. But let me just get it down that nine. Yeah. I wonder them nine how comfortable they was calling their parents saying daddy I got saved. One about them nine to come in. Rather than just embrace them, said, I'm so happy for you. Said, I thought you done already done that. You know why they're saying that? Because now they got to call grandmama. They know what grandmama's going to say. Well, how many times am I going to have to come and see them get baptized? How many times is a little boy going to get baptized? I mean, what in the world are y'all teaching them over there? I tell you what, we teach them. The Bible says, Seek him and you'll find him. Draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. I just heard Renee. If Renee. Could have been singing gospel music. She'll tell her own self. She could have seen people get saved. The Bible says in hell, there's a place for all liars and preachers. If Renee would have stood up here and I've seen her years ago, way back, my word, I thought, good gracious, look at all the gods on that woman. And she done stood here and said, after I've done all that, I realized I ain't never put my hope in Jesus. I put my hope if I, don't, if I don't smoke no more, if I don't drink no more, if I don't curse no more, you're probably going to do every one of them things. Ain't no telling what you're going to do. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what you won't do. On. Once he applies that blood to your life, you won't never get up under that bloodline. You'll be a child of the king. If a coon dog's born a coon dog, it'll never be a rabbit dog. It'll never be a squirt dog. It'll always be a coon dog. Why? Because it's bred to be one. And when we got saved, he made us a child of the king and he don't do that. Imagine a child coming home, Johnny. Daddy, mama. Already you're going to send them a text. I'm tell you, you'll be plumb ashamed yourself if your children ever get saved grandchildren. They don't think any text you and tell you about Amen. it. Amen. 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 Come here and sit down. Now you say you got saved. Yes, sir. Well, I don't know what we're going to do. We well, done done this two or three times. I didn't understand, Daddy. I didn't understand. Daddy, I had no peace. I I, I Daddy, I, daddy, I, I know grown ups in my church, they've come back down. They they thought they had it. Daddy, they 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 thought they had it, daddy, but today I, I didn't have no peace. I don't know what I was thinking last time. I, I know I didn't want to go to hell. I thought, well, if I went down front, that'd keep me from going to hell. Daddy, I don't have no peace. I didn't have no peace, Daddy. I'm telling you, I gave my life to Jesus. It's the biggest bunch of whatever I've seen in my life. Then why in the world you keep doing that? And I can see him just crying. Daddy, you asked him the wrong question. Daddy, you should have asked me why I wanted to be on that soccer team. Because there's people on that soccer team doing some drugs. And I was thinking about it. Daddy, you ought to ask me why that bathroom window's cracked open. Daddy you already asked me what I did last Friday night when I was in the car with that little boy. Daddy, some other questions you should have been asking me. I, I don't know why you're asking me so many questions about me except in Jesus. Come on, Come on, Pastor. How are you gonna escape? Let me tell you something. I don't know what them nines gonna go through in life, but I'm gonna tell you something while I come to tell them today. It don't matter what kind of jam they get in. It don't make no difference how many Mississippians they done run out. I'm going to tell you something, Lyle, your grandson. I'm going to tell you something. Your grandson, Lyle, he's going to be able to come out and bundle that house. He's going to be able to run out through that and problems. Look here. And the people are going to see Lyle running. He's going to be running. Say, so where's Lyle running? Where's Lyle running? Said, so I'm running to the house of the Lord. I'm running to the foot of the cross. I'm running to a Jesus that bled and died for me. I'm running to where hope is. Ow! Oh, then stuck him hands up high. Him oh. old cheeks done got cherry red. The Holy Ghost had got him. Coming home on that bus, he back her singing. That ain't loud. Why he done been born again? Lord, brother Eddie, I'm done in my fifties. I'm gonna be good right now. There's a whole lot of folks that blow their mind up at 55. There's a whole lot of people that gave away everything at 60. There's a whole lot of folks at 65 done walked away from it all. There's a whole lot of folks that's older in life, ain't it, Brother Harris? Got up one morning because they didn't have no way to escape it. And they was well-known business friends like our friend, Brother Harris's friend, just a few, a month ago. Had it going on. Brother Harris said, I'm telling you, this man had it going on. You thought a lot of them, didn't you, Brother Harris? He couldn't escape it. There was something out he couldn't escape. And a well businessman. I mean done made bigger deals than what we can imagine. Any of us in the room could ever make done made them big deals. Gets a pistol out of a drawer because he can't escape. Right here. So I ain't got no age deal on this message I'm preaching you. I'm just preaching you whether you're a 14-year-old or whether you're an 80-year-old you will not escape it without Christ. Well, we need to live every day of our life. I want my Lord to be satisfied with me. My ball coach may not be satisfied with me. Reason why we do the things we do, but daddy ain't going to be satisfied with me. Mama ain't going to be satisfied with me. I'm never going to be good enough. I've had them to look me in the eye, friends and people I love, said he ain't gonna never be, think I'm good enough. She's never gonna ne- think I'm good enough. There's nothing I can do, Brother Eddie. It don't matter, Mr. Eddie. I will never be good enough. What you need to do is you need to pair, pair a part of their shoes. So I just wanna slip my right in there with you. And I'm going to try to understand what you got going on in life. you got a friend that you love a lot. He got a drinking problem. You love him. Just because you ain't got that problem, you got a lot more problems. Amen. Come on, That's right. You know, if you love him, if it's somebody you love, I said, if it's somebody you love, <clears throat> you just need to go over tomorrow and say, look, I'm just going to step, put my foot right in, in your shoes. And I'm going to think, and I done read some things of what y'all go through as alcoholics every morning when you get up. I ain't never done that. But I'm going to find out what you're going through with them withdrawals. I'm going to have a better way to help you. Yeah. But I will to tell you something more than anything. The invitation's starting. I don't know who's going to help me with that. They can play on deal no matter. Listen. But I want to tell you about a friend this morning that's sticking closer than a brother. Yeah. He's willing. He's willing for you to take your shoes off and said, I'm going to walk in yours. How do you, how you think he knows how to supply my every need according to my riches and Because he's walking in them. He said, I don't walk down there at the store where you go every morning, John. I walk down there in your shoes before you got up. I don't already scoped that place out. Now when you come to me with a problem, he said, I'm, that's the reason I'm God can solve it. I done walked down on in life just right in front of you. I walked down there just a little place. I, I seen what you seen. I didn't never did look at it through an 18-year-old's eyes. I just looked at it through my eyes. How many of his parents just said, I just can't, I just can't see how, why come you can't see it? Let me remind you again. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be sweet. Let me remind you again, you you folks think I'm old folks and I got it right. Let me remind you again. I don't know how them youth are doing as good as they're doing with everything they faced. I don't think I'd have done that good. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to be honest with you. I remember going down 76 Highway. It was just somebody I hung out with. Before I knew it, he was over there and he had a bag out. and He was rolling up something. And he licked it and he twisted both ends. He lit it. I heard about it. I didn't even know what one looked like. For I knew it, he didn't hand it to me. It was by the grace of God. And my mama's prayers. See, you can get up every morning and you can tell your kids, you may be faced with this, you may be faced with that. But thank God, I didn't have a mama tell me. I had a mama probably before I left the house that morning that was on her knees, just like Bobby used to hear Lord help my boy. Lord, help my boys. Save my boys, Lord. Don't let them die and go to hell. The devil's after them. Save my children. Protect my children, Lord, today. Whatever you got to do, put a hedge around about them today. Thank you, Heard a saying one time, some more attention to the pay to what you do than what you say. I don't know how many thousands come from Nashville home but I say, Sister Judah, there were very few like you as a grandmother said, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to celebrate you accepting Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Because many of them would say, I already know my brother's going to pick on me about it. So I heard your daughter got saved again. I heard your son got saved again. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, he wasn't able to go. He had, he had, he had pneumonia something, sick, flu, something, something. That he didn't come two or three times just crying and snotting. He come in here tonight and he come down and said, Paul, I'm lost. I ain't going to ask no question about it. I'm going to say, give your life to Jesus. He come back next Sunday and say, I'm lost. I'm going to say, give your life to Jesus. He come back the next time I'm lost. Give your life to Jesus. I ain't going to care that I got a half a church going to run all over town. Said, Brother Eddie needs to teach his grandson how to be saved. Lord, he's getting saved every Sunday. I'd rather have a grandson that was giving his life to Jesus every Sunday than one hung out on drugs. Lord, we thank you. How are we going to escape Lord, I look around these young people.